last time on Dice Funk. Can it be like my teeth actively grow bigger? So like my teeth grow every time I rage and then I look like a cool like wildcat. Te- it tears off half of his head. Is there anything cool inside? Black fire. Just fire, that's it. Which pours out, yeah. Uh, yeah, she can catch him and I'll give her a scarf to wrap around his face. Bam. Ed will also pull out a business card, tuck it at Algernon's shirt pocket as he gets ready to drag his dad along. That was like the thing about him. You could almost think of him as a god of neutrality because the, his only law, his only teachings were if, if you need to do something to survive, do it. And if you don't need to, don't. Okay. <laughs> Go find the churches of the Yetzer Hara. That's what Graves died for because he thinks that's how you'll take down Solomon. What do you know about this art gallery party? The military guy died and his uh, and his daughter's turning his old house into a museum or something. I want to follow him as a sneaky sneak rat. We're all playing musical chairs and soon the music's going to stop. You work with us for the side of less bad, more good. It's like a sh- big shoebox size, but it's a metal and locked. I love justice. <laughs> I, I, I eat it for breakfast. I too love justice. In fact, there's something I want you to have. She unlocks the door that Frank is inside. Ah, uh, invisible. And pulls out a gun. I grew up on the crime side, the New York Times side. Staying alive was no job, had second hand. Moms bounced on old man, so then we moved to Shallon Land. A young dude, you're rocking the go to. No goose, only way I begin to G York was drug loot. And let's start it like this, son. Rolling with this one and that one. All right, let's podcast about our good magic OCs who are going to save the world and not die horribly for no reason. That's how I like to do my show. Sure. Sure, Jan. (laughs) All right. So where you last left this adventure, uh, Reese Hickenbottom had infiltrated a fancy party at a newly opened art gallery uh, and gone, af- gone after Blood Maw the Invincible, a demon who is here to find the secret of the Valentine Devil. Meanwhile, Ed, Lenora, and Frank, who is invisible, are in a room with Mary Heller, the daughter of the late General Heller. And she has just opened a box with a magic gun inside and said ominously, I think my father would want you to have this. Does anybody want to do anything before I have Mary act? Uh, Frank is very much on the defensive, ready to deflect bullets should they require deflecting. If someone is about to get shot, Frank is sort of just invisibly in the corner, like, right, let's get ready. Maybe get maybe get my counterspell card ready if needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're doing the slow draw the at high noon with your holster. Exactly. I'm 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 just I'm just getting prepared for whatever might happen here. Y'all y'all know that scene in SpongeBob where Miss Puff is like sweating and says, Oh, Neptune. <laughs> That's what Lenora's doing. Oh, it, this is a good time to mention that Lenora, your Equinox, uh, has worn off. You cannot do that infinitely. 
Yeah, what happens? Do I die? (laughs) (laughs) You're dead on the spot. Roll a new character. No. Uh, It's like, okay, roll death saving throw. You've already failed two of them. So uh, good luck. Here's your new character, Lenora Lenora, who is basically (laughs) the same. Um, no, your your claws and teeth go back inside your body a bit. You get a little less soft and luxurious. You know, yeah. Lenora. Okay, but I'm not like super exhausted or anything, am I? Uh, yeah, you have the disadvantage on everything until you rest, just like before. Okay, now take a nap. It's like, it, no, here's a new character, Lenora. Uh, she has advantage on everything until she takes Nox, and then she has disadvantage on everything. Inverse. Lenora is an idiot. Anyway, <laughs> why does he keep doing this? Uh, Ed, sla- Ed slash Martis will kind of look at the gun, uh, point to it, and ask um, Mary Heller, uh, may I? Mary says, of course. And she kind of flips it in her hand so that the handle is in your direction. You see the gun is... Uh, not only magic, but of incredibly fine make. Um, I have specifically in mind the Desert Eagle pistol in real life, which is mm-hmm. uh, famous for the size of the cartridges it uses. I don't know if cartridges is the right word. I don't want to say like slugs or bullets. People will get very uh, particular about those things. But The projectiles. Yeah, the projectiles. Thank you. That is the right term for not getting inter- getting, getting yelled at. Well, let me Google this fancy gun. Uh does anyone have an ability to like check this gun that you're not just gonna touch it and get like cursed on contact or something? Ed, Ed slash Martis won't care about that. They they will accept the gun. <laughs> <laughs> He's taking a big dick lesson from Lenora. You're welcome. Uh, and just and just take and just take the gun. You know, hold it in a way. Finger off the trigger. Remember, kids. Good trigger discipline is step one, it's safety. Step two is don't shoot your friends in the arms. That's another important step there. Um, hey. I said don't shoot them in the arms. I feel very attacked. So do you have anything in particular you want to uh, illustrate about the gun, Ed slash Skitch? Because she's giving it to you. The main the main question I had in my mind, you might be able to help me with this, um, is... It, I assume that the gun itself is not just in its standard issue metallic finish. There might be some other aspect about its finish. I'm not sure whether it would be necessarily a sort of finish to make it more camouflaged or to make it flashier. I wasn't sure which direction to go with. What were your thoughts on that front? Uh, well, she says, uh, as she hands it over, she says, My father was a sensitive man when he inherited the company from his father, he received that pistol as a gift. Hmm. He never once took it into battle. Too soft-hearted, too kind for that kind of combat. He went into demolitions. Hmm. Something you can do from afar. You don't have to look them in the eye. Oh. That's sad. I'm wondering if the, I'm wondering if the manufacturer of the gun is uh, glitter gold or not. <laughs> I wrote down in my notes: uh, Desert Eagle equals Desert Duck Bat plus two. Desert Duck Bat squared. No, plus two is the is the stats of the gun. Oh, I was like that. The name was like some like number bullshit. Yeah, it's a plus two magic weapon. It's just I don't think we have eagles in this desert, so that doesn't make any sense within the world. Right. True. Desert griffin, you know, would be the closer analog I'd go for, but desert duck bat is fine. 
It's your gun. You can tell me what you want it to be. I, I like to think that the gun then in that case has a very dark gray finish on it at best. If It might be closer to black, but it has... It is a weapon that you would see in the hands of probably some sort of professional assassin or otherwise a weapon that is not meant to be noticed until its wielder wants it to be known. And incidentally, it is not meant to be you know a subtle weapon, especially when it comes to when the trigger is pulled, since, well, it does a lot of it does a lot of hurt, mm-hmm. to say the least. So it kind of plays well into the Heller family's sort of. There's a there's a sinister edge to pretty much the entire Heller family, especially with how Mary's kind of leaning this up. So I assume that the weapon has a somewhat sinister look to it from the standpoint of it being designed as a weapon meant to execute more than anything else. Does the gun have angry eyebrows? No, no, no. I um, do like that. That's my head cannon, but it's Skitcher's gun, so he gets to say no. He gets to veto that. No, I know it's just jokes. I mean, we're looking down like the 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 aiming sights on the top. They they look like angry eyebrows, kind of, you know. Yes. Um, but yeah, you get the sense that like uh, the Heller patriarch before General Heller was uh, more of a hard ass. Yeah, more of a sinister fellow who per- perhaps enjoyed the military life more than his son or his granddaughter, mm-hmm. who both seem. Uh, less cut out for that kind of life. Remember something about General Heller was he kept having to psych himself up into mean drill sergeant mode and yeah. Mary Heller is a art curator. <laughs> so they seem less interested in killing people outright. Although Heller did do it because it was his role as the male heir in this family. So, you know, patriarchy hurts everyone. Anyway. Whoa. Hot <laughs> takes. Whoa. Hey, this is too early. We're only like 10 minutes into the, rec- into the recording here, man. <laughs> okay. So Mary gives you the gun and she says, um, I haven't seen Quick Draw at the party. I wanted to thank him personally. He pulled the trigger on my father's killer. Yes? Frank, Frank is... Uh... Frank's just gonna very casually materialize, just like big dick it. Oh jeez. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> surprise, tis I quick draw. <laughs> All right, so role play that because you, she you shock her because you just appear in this room that she thought was locked. I think she's actually gonna drop her like uh, champagne flute. Can I roll to catch it? Either that or Mei Chan to catch it. Yeah, either way. To be fair, she has no proof that I didn't just come in invisibly. With the other two. So she doesn't know I came into a locked room. You just came out of nowhere. Also, would she be able to smell that you were there? Just Are snakes known for their sense of smell? Oh, I mean, she wasn't tonguing in the air like snakes yeah. do. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Fra- Frank is going to materialize and just go, You called? Uh, so sleight of hand rolls for anybody who wants to catch the uh, the champagne flute. I have disadvantage. 23. Oh, damn. Tw- are you gonna try to beat that, Lenore? Or are you gonna give no four? I f- no. I just fall under the bed. It's a, it's a, it, in this case here, it's the maid chain that's catching it. So yeah, so Mardis catches it effort, effort, effortlessly with one finger in the air and edaintedly presents it back to Mary. And Lenora just goes flying across the room for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> I want to lay down in the bed and take a nap. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Um, Frank, how do you role play this? You say you're just pretending like you just walked to the room and uncloaked 
for the coolness factor. Yeah, I'm 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 pretending that I was that I walked in with them as their invisible just in case bodyguard. Uh why don't you make a performance roll to sell that? Okay, uh performance. You actually have that proficiency of that too, I think. Because you're yeah, in- I, Ooh, I've got a plus six in that. Nice. All week I was wondering if you guys were gonna blow it before she turned over the gun and start a shoot off. Okay, I got twenty-two to sell that. Yeah, you crush it. Alright, she buys it totally with a twenty-two. Damn it, I was so hoping someone would get shot in this room. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's like, oh, wow. And then does like a polite little clap. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the, the mage hands also do a polite clap, you know, mm-hmm. uh, after returning the, the, the champagne to Mary. Uh, so Mary, who I haven't said again in this episode, so I'll say it again, is a UNT Sneeple who is snake from the waist down. Um, there's a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of different kinds of mm. these creatures in D&D lore. Uh, she's not like her father who had legs because that's how Sneeple DNA do. Um, so she kind of like has this uh, rattlesnake tail and it uh, it's rattled a couple times ominously. But now you see it's just kind of like a a, a, nor- a nervous tick that she has and Aww. not that she's <laughs> going to fuck all of you oh, up. I love her. Um, but she she extends a hand to shake Frank and says, uh, I've been so eager to meet you. Uh, it's uh, it, it's been a wild time of it recently. Uh, nice to meet you, too. Wild doesn't begin to describe it. Oh, would you care to give a speech or a toast of some kind? Um, uh, not a not not the big speechy kind. What are you What are you uh, hoping for me to say? It's just a tradition at a gallery opening to say something, and given the political climate in Valentine, maybe it would be helpful. With Memphis in attendance? Uh, can I talk to my colleagues for just, like, one moment? <laughs> of course. So, Frank's gonna, like, get the other two over to the side and just whisper, Okay, what on earth am I meant to be talking about? At the very least, I would say some sort of statement to the memory of her father would be appropriate. Um, an assurance that of the doing what is best for the city might be a nice touch in there. Um, maybe it will, if you feel like we can use this as some sort of leverage to persuade her into having us uh, secure control of the military branch and then by proxy the hospitality branch. But I'll trust your judgment on the matter, Frank. Right, I will. <laughs> Trusting me is always an interesting gamble. I'll, I'll give it a go. Uh, so Frank's gonna go back over and go. Um, yeah, yeah, sure. I, uh, I can, I can probably, uh, give a, give a toast. Meanwhile, Reese, what that rat do? I don't know. What do I do? I'm, I'm following Blood Maw. I know. I'm trying to hype you up first. Try to get the energy flowing. All oh, right, that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Reese, you follow Blood Maw the Invincible uh, deeper into this building, uh, General Heller's old house on top of this plateau, um, and you turn a corner and you see he is conversating with two Archon soldiers in front of a locked door. Um, these Archon soldiers are in their full kind of uh, cyberpunk armor. They have the uh, sonic batons. Uh Blood Maw is bigger than both of them combined. He's just an absolutely thick boy. 
Um, and he, you can see his fists kind of curling up in anger as they are like, sir, you're not allowed to pass this point. This is unauthorized. You're not allowed to. Uh, sir, sir, <laughs> sir, can I see your right? Sir, I, I need to ask you to leave, sir. Can you please uh, go back to the uh, the party, sir? You know, sir. Exactly. Canned uh, dialogue for guards in a stealth game when you go into the, the area you're not supposed to be in, but before it, it goes into full alert. Hey, hey, you, you're not supposed to be here. Exactly. Um, and he, what was that noise? Sorry. And you can see he's getting mad. And you've known Blood Maw for a while, and he's he's he has like this. Uh, he has always like this simmering anger that he tries to keep uh, under lock and key because of what's expected of him on this plane. But you know he could pick both of these dudes up and slam them together, and then they would be basically one being. <laughs> so that's what you see. Okay. Uh, what's their reason specifically for saying they can't be here? Uh, he wants to go through this door, and they're they're saying that's not part of the party. That this is this is the basement for the house. Uh, the everything else is art gallery, but this this is an old basement for when it was a home. You're not allowed in here. All right. Well, fuck it. I'm gonna go back around the corner, turn back into my non-elf form, and I'm gonna cast this guy's self to appear as Mary Heller. Oh, snip snap. And I'm going to turn the corner and just say. Blood Maw, are they holding you up here right <laughs> now? I need a word with S. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Deception. Uh, sure. That should that should go. That should go well. That's that's not a high number. Let's let's see what that happens when I roll with it though. Oh jeez. Sixteen. All right. So that's that's good. That'll get you to the next part of this uh, conversation without getting uh, found out. <laughs> Um, what the, one of the Archon soldiers says, Oh, sorry, Miss Heller. We didn't know you were coming down here. Is everything okay? Uh, we're guarding the door. Just like you said. Oh yes. Everything's fine. <laughs> I just want to get my good friend blood mine and show him some things around here. You know what my favorite part about not having feet is you don't have to worry about socks. <laughs> <laughs> you want to wear one big, long tube sock? Um, <laughs> only on seasonal occasions. Where it gets too cold for a tail. <laughs> that's very cute. Um, oh damn, that's a re- that's just a really good idea, uh, Chris slash Reese. Um, I'm trying to think of anything they could reasonably do to stop the owner of this house from going into her own basement, and I can't. So they say like, "Oh, no problem, ma'am. Uh, just give me one second here." Uh, un- unlocks the door, and they open the door and stand aside for. Mary Heller and her guest. Okay. Got him. We're going to go inside. Got him. All right. Well, there goes the art gallery heist, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll get back there in a second. Austin has like seven pages of notes. He just hurls out a window. <laughs> I mean, you're not, you're not far off. Um, All right. So um, Frank, do you want to give a speech to this party? Um, people are gathering around the pool. Uh, Memphis is there with his nachos. Uh, Mary kind of uh, introduces you, just says, these are some very special people who helped find justice for my father and who are watching over Valentine in my absence. Yeah. <laughs> okay, right. So I sort of hit the glass. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that picked up on mic, but... um, It did. I, I made some notes to make sure I hit the points I need to hit, so I'm going to try and get through this okay. Um, times in uh, Valentine have been 
I think it's fair to say turbulent, to say the least, recently. Um, I, I just want to take a moment to remember General Heller. Uh, today, we are, we are here to see what the future holds. I, I, I think that today is not the time to, to wallow in sadness, but is a time to celebrate what we do still have here. Um, me and my group of people have been doing our best to get this city under control. Um, we have had good, powerful people dying left, right and centre, and all we can do right now is stand together and try and do what we can to keep things stable and moving. That's 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 what we're trying to do, and we hope that that this continues. Uh, to all of you who are here today, try not to be sad for what has been lost. Try and look forward to a future where things will be better and more stable. And I hope that I hope that we can find some kind of unity that will bring some of these discordant, turbulent times to an end. Uh, thank you, and I hope you enjoy the party. Uh, to General Heller. To General Heller. Clap, 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 clap. Go quick draw. <laughs> In the background. Where's Rock Girl? <laughs> <laughs> Any teenage boy should be proud to be your son. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. Um, so, Frank. Yeah. Frank, as you get down from like the, uh, there's not really a podium. You were just kind of standing at in I, front of. the... I like to think like Frank, Frank like stood up on a chair or something. Mm-hmm. And 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 it did not fall off of it. Okay, we're just yeah. Re- as as you guys are kind of uh, clearing out and there's clapping and stuff, uh, Mary kind of uh, l- just like lightly grabs your arm, Lenora. So, <laughs> says, so I hear you're a DJ. Yeah. Hell yeah. How about you get this party rocking? All right, do I have George? If you want. He's in my backpack. I wake him up. Wake up, George. Beep boop, or are you gonna fucking thrash? Let's <laughs> <laughs> fucking get toasted. <laughs> well, you have disadvantage on all your rolls. Oh, what do I roll to be a DJ? Performance. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Beep boop, don't embarrass yourself. Uh, a wonderful normal asks Ed to help. If not, I can can't. you help? Uh, Ed certainly can help. Yes, help. Um, <laughs> um. Well, I mean, I rolled a twenty-six and a twenty-seven. So okay, okay, okay. So just, I'm good. I'll roll anyway. <laughs> I'll just roll anyway, just to see what happens here. Yeah, it's seventeen. Um. Yeah. So for the people who are listening. Lenora has disadvantage. On her last roll, she rolled a two and a four. Mm-hmm. This time, she rolled a natural eighteen and nineteen. So with disadvantage, she still rolls a twenty-six <sighs> performance. We got some hot dice in the session. I suggest everyone rolls often as possible to try to maximize <laughs> the karma because that's how math works. <laughs> uh, Lenora, describe to me your DG show at this fancy art gallery party. DG. Did I say DG? You did. It was good. <laughs> I'm sorry, my mouth. <laughs> um, well, these are like snobby art people, right? Yeah, this is the upper crust. So I probably shouldn't throw blunts in the air, <laughs> like confetti. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! But if, but if, if it, they're done tastefully or not tastefully, you could argue that it's art. This is a coke crowd. Oh, you could you could spot a coke crowd from a mile away, Lenora. Come that on, that is true. Rich people love their cocaine. <laughs> Hot takes. Okay. Um, 
Um, hmm. I like to think, well, we were, they were already playing, like, cool, uh, classical remixes before, right? <laughs> we went on, we went a whole spiral. They were playing, yeah, I put in some classical violin music, but it was a little bit more modern. I didn't go full Baroque remix, but. I put on a powdered wig. Mm-hmm. That I find, I guess. I take it off someone's head. Mm-hmm. Uh, George gets a powdered wig, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, I don't know, we play some fucking classical Brook remix shit. Alright, Lenora, uh, you got it with a 26. Uh, you absolutely tear the roof off this party. Everyone effing loves it. Um, meanwhile, um, you guys see that uh, Mary and Memphis are talking, and uh, everyone's invited to that conversation if you want. Uh, Frank is definitely going to head over to that conversation. Mm-hmm. He's going to try his best... Uh, he's he's going to try and catalyze on his... Uh, speech as best he can. Uh, so Memphis and Mary are talking about uh, acquisitions. We don't have to do it all in character, especially because I don't want to talk to myself, but basically what they're saying is uh, Memphis doesn't want all the responsibility and danger of being in the game, so he wants to sell to Mary, but Mary is not cut out for this life. She's an art curator, and so she wants to sell to Richard Sharp at Financial. Oh, nice. If you'll remember, General Heller came out of Sharp's elevator. They're close. So this is kind of three-way thing where everyone's trying to get rid of their company. Yeah. Uh, so Frank's Frank's gonna come over and he's just, like he's just gonna very confidently walk into this and go, uh, "If you're both looking to get rid of your companies, I can probably help you." I don't think you can afford both of our companies. That's twenty percent of this entire country. Ah, well, go have some conversations uh, at first, but there is a power struggle happening in this in this. Uh, country and if there's one thing right now that's gonna i think decide who's gonna win this power struggle i think it's gonna be who's got the people behind them because as much power as money has eventually the people are going to be the deciding factor as to whether that power stays where it does lenora's gonna roll up and be like see look at how good at hospitality i am shouldn't we have the hospitality branch wow (laughs) <laughs> and then you go back to your turntable. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Firstly, the the people that we represent obviously are interested in doing some expansion as well. And obviously, consolidation of power is only useful if it's being done in the right hands of people that you can trust, of people who have the best interests of everyone in mind as well. We have done plenty to try to do what we can to ensure what is best for the stability of the company and for the protection of the people of the city. You guys have changed so much since Katarina left. I've never thought I'd be hobnobbing with you all at a fancy party as we negotiate the future of the country. You seemed all more like shooty shooty bang bang types. We, uh, We've certainly come a long way from a group of people who were trying to find some money because we couldn't get by day to day. I'll say that much. Mary says, you certainly sound like champions of the people. I want that hospitality branch. Yeah, so basically this is a negotiation. This is going to be very important for the end game of this entire campaign. Mm. But you don't have enough money right now to buy both outright. You can buy Memphis up, and Richard will buy military. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you could buy Mary, and the, you guys get the military, which is a pretty big deal. 
and then maybe Richard buys hospitality. Hmm. Yeah, there's a lot. He has. Uh, remember, hospitality is basically all the drugs and the service jobs in the city. So there's big, big pluses, big minuses, big decisions. Yeah. So it's not like Lenora needs the drug access right now because Lenora is drugs. So no, that is, but that is, yeah, it's one point that like it's not a thing we need to worry about being able to get you drugs. Lauren's thinking is we own hospitality. We treat all the hospitality employees better than they were getting treated before, which is like a lot of people, I feel like, as somebody who has worked in the food industry and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I feel like then we have the people on our side. Yeah, it's basically a values question. Do you want the the masses of the workers or do you want the military? I want the mass of the workers. I think I think the workers is more in line with what we've been trying to do, the whole like mm-hmm. win the people over. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a perfectly legitimate answer to this conversation question. We'll definitely if that's if that's where you guys want to leave it, I'll put a pin on that. I, I think that's where I'm at right now, unless anything else unless I think of anything else, but that's where I'm at. All right. Um, so meanwhile, Reese, you and Bloodmaw go down into the basement. If you'll recall, this house is built on top of a plateau uh, on in this in the desert, but on the edge of the city. So you're actually kind of going down into uh, the earth now, even though it's much above like ground level. Um, and this entire basement is just as big as the house above because it's the entire inside of this plateau. And one thing you'll notice is that there is still art on the walls down here. Uh, the guard said, like, this isn't part of the art gallery, but there's art down here. That's interesting. How nice is the art? Uh, why don't you roll investigation? Is it, like, missing art that's been stolen? Why don't you... Why don't Reese roll investigation? <laughs> 26. Holy shit. This hot dice day. These dice are hot. Come get them. Um, Reese, you start looking at the art. And with a 26, uh, you notice that all of this is extremely good art. Like the stuff upstairs was like, wow, this is a fancy party. The stuff downstairs is like, oh, is, did the did the Louvre move into this plateau? What the fuck? Um, everything in here, like every painting is worth millions of dollars. Um, gold. If this was a different campaign, if you guys were still criminals, if you guys were working for Nucky, if you guys were working for Solomon, yeah. Solomon. Yeah, this would be an art heist of a different color <laughs> um, because, yes, this stuff has been here the whole time. Um, I will point out one thing with the 26. You see a painting that is called The Orphans of Semuanya, which is the name of the lizard folk god. Um, and the painting, which is extremely terrifying, like an expressionist, um, like Edvard Munch style painting uh, showing the lizard god, uh, the lizard folk gods dying. Um, and all the people like there's all these ghostly lizard folk around him um, is extremely uh, upsetting <laughs> painting you see down here immediately. Um, that's a, that's the first thing I'll say with the 26. I'm just giving you all the plot relevant shit. <laughs> um, there is there are v- very little lights in here. It's actually kind of hard to see. No one's supposed to be down here, but I assume you can pull out your cell phone and stuff. So it's not like a deal. I'm just pointing that out. Um but yeah, the basement is full of art. That's weird. It's very weird. Especially some very good pieces about the the dragon folk, or not dragon folk, lizard folk gods dying. Uh, 
I'm not there, but I have a weird idea, maybe. Just to throw out into the universe. Uh, do any of the paintings have the Valentine Devil in them? You're kind of skipping ahead. Sorry. It's okay. Um, <laughs> you're, you're checking the back of the box. Yeah, so uh, I was about to get there, but yeah. So, I mean, fuck it, the audio. Oh, I'm trying to think, because I don't want to edit out your very smart leap, but also I was going to have Flo Ma say something before revealing that that's true. Oh, I figured it out. Suck it, Blood Maw. Yeah, suck it, Blood Maw. All right, so Blood Maw starts to say to you, like, Reese, uh, why is all this art down here? What's going on? Who do you think's behind all this? And you guys see um, at the end of this basement, there is a portrait of the Valentine Devil. It's not a still life. It's very much a an artistic expression of this character. Um, but you understand where the image in the facial recognition stuff came from, why it was in the metadata of a computer on this network, uh, because that was an insurance form for this painting. What's the painting say it's of? There are no plaques with artist or uh, like artist names or art information because nobody's supposed to be down here. Uh, uh, just take the painting off the wall. Just look at the other side, you know, to see. <laughs> so question. I don't know if there's something akin to an art role, but is there something that Reese could recognize as somebody who, you know, is an artist on the side as to like uh, a time or particular kind of period or influence that it's. Even if it's not specifically who did it, like what kind of time period does this feel like it's from? What kind of like influence is it? Yeah, uh, history, because that's a, that's a googling, so it'll be it's kind of like your knowledge on the background of painting and stuff. So that's the closest for me. Crit. Well, eat my shorts, buddy. <laughs> nice, nicely done. Um, uh, that gets that gets a golf clap right there. Art crit, and Reese jumps into the air, Super Mario style. Yeah, my art history class finally paid off. Yeah, with a with a crit, you look at these this portrait of the Valentine Devil, and you say to yourself, "I recognize the way this is done." And this is Austin has to bullshit some art stuff because he's a writer, and this is. <laughs> I mean, if you want me to bullshit some art stuff for you, I can. Okay, you can fact check me live, but I'm here's what I'll say: yeah. you recognize somehow that this was done digitally. This is not an old painting, mm -hmm. and in fact, it's okay. it's different from every other painting in here. The other paintings are old classics, right? Like Renaissance or the equivalent of Renaissance medieval stuff. Like that's why they're all worth millions of gold. This seems like it could have been done yesterday in a deviant art group you're part of. Not that it's bad, I'm not knocking deviant art. It's actually wonderful. It's in, it's actually incredibly very good, but it seems extremely recent. Hmm. I'm trying to think how I can in a suspicious way. Like you got, you got a crit. So I'm trying to give you everything. My thing is, I just don't know how Reese would know this in character. I'm saying you have the information now to solve this mystery. You just got to kind of put it together with something else. The, the the logic I'm thinking of is that this is this is Mary Heller's work. I did want to interject. There actually is a digital tech for modern paintings. It's called what is it? Uh, Zicle. It is basically. Digital art print made with specialized inkjet printers and stuff. Yeah, and this is a world of magic, so there's actually, like, a, I could make any excuse and you'd have to sure, accept sure, it. Sure, 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 I'm, <laughs> I'm just trying to give to Reese the fact that it's very recent. Um, Here's what, here's actually what Blood Maw says. He says, like, this is it. This solves the whole thing. I wish I wasn't a moron. <laughs> he, he actually re reaches up and, like, takes it off the wall and says, like, I guess I'll bring this back to Bo. I'm sure she'll put it all together. Wait, what's what's the painting specifically doing here? I don't know. Reese, I punch people for a living. 
Yeah, but you just said that like you're like, oh, it all came together. Yeah, this is the last piece. I turn this in. Smart people put it together. I get paid. Well, my friends are smart people. Maybe they could put it together. Yeah, which is why I have to get this away from your friends. Your friends would 100% put this together immediately. <laughs> Take a picture with your cell phone. <laughs> or it's just going to be like, is that, I mean, we're all trying to make sure that the Valentine devil doesn't hurt anybody anymore. And presumably stick it to Solomon since he's trying to screw everything up. Reese, we go back. I know you. I don't want to hurt you, but you know this is bigger, right? This power struggle. We're teetering on the edge of civil war. I mean, aren't we only teetering on the edge of civil war because certain influences are pushing it to be a civil war? We could certainly solve it in a better way. Yes, and if Bo controls everything, no one fights. Let me, let me put this as like, a, I guess maybe something I'll have to insight check him on. Uh, but Reese is going to say to Bloodmaw, do you really believe that Bo is completely in the right mental space to be leading the entire country? Um, I don't know if you need to do insight because you guys have history. Like he used to, he, he was a wrestler, you know, you dated a wrestler. You guys have hung out before. Like you have like years of history. So you think he's on the up and up. He just doesn't a particularly complex, um, like strategist. He's kind of one of those guys who's just like, just, just tell, you know, just give it to me straight. I don't want any spin. I don't want to think too hard about this. He's just a fucking Dan Riker. That's the <laughs> audience of one for that joke. Um, he, he's just like in the abyss. The strongest demon controlled the entire lair. That's how it works everywhere. You just pretend like it doesn't. Bo can kill with a word. Unless you can match that, she leads you. Well, all of our friends have conduit powers too, and there's three of them to Bo's one. Plus the Sephiroth would have to be around here somewhere. I don't know about all that. <laughs> well... How about this? If is it power that you're more interested in or security? Mm, good question. Bloodbob, what are your hopes and dreams? So here's where we get into the, like the psychological uh, consequences of a, a modern day demon, right? Because he is made of evil, physical, scientific evil, but he is not necessarily ethically or morally evil. And this gets into, if I may be my pretentious self, the kind of contrast with the Yetzerhara, who are physically neutral, they believe only in neutrality, but you could argue that they are ethically evil because of, you know, only caring about themselves and so forth. And that's kind of like something that's been going on in the background of this whole season thematically, right? Your, your actions may be justified in one sense, like Katarino killing a bunch of extremely bad people. Uh, it seems like it does a moral good, but the actions are evil, right? So, like, mm. this is like philosophy 101. I'm not breaking any new ground here. But the thing about Blood Maw is he genuinely really likes hurting people. That brings him joy. He likes fighting. He likes defeating people who are weaker. And, to, like, be, that's, the, that's who he is. But he's not vindictive about it. He doesn't like their suffering. He likes being powerful. So, he, he's, he is fine being, like, a 9 to 5 like working Joe stiff as long as he gets to punch people for a living. That's, that's where he's at. So, I mean, you can, you can judge him how you want. Um, but he says like, if you all want to lead, be better than Bo. Uh, 
So Reese is going to say, so how much does Bo's job pay you? Um, <laughs> that's a good question. Because because I'll triple that. Holy shit. All right. We're getting right into it, huh? <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, let me think here. That's a really good argument. Damn it, Reese. You're stealing my tactics. Yeah, that's extremely good. Um, he says, it's not just the money. Bo can kill with a word. I need defense against that. Well... With your information as to what Bo's powers specifically are, we can come up with defense to it. As I said, she's just one conduit power against the three that our team has. Yes, you are an artist, a DJ, a arcade co-operator, and a card player. <laughs> the last person who tried to take down Bo was a professional assassin. She melted his bones with her voice. Yeah, but the card player is protection itself. And I imagine if once you get past that whole kill you with one word thing, that Blood Maw the Invincible would just tear Bo apart. I mean, that's what you're about. Remember your catchphrase I made for you? Come get these claws. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, I feel like if we publicly be like, oh, look at the newest employee of Team Loser. And made it like a big news thing. It'd be harder to kill him. Mm. Maybe. Yeah, that's probably true. You know, we did go up against someone who had victory itself, and they were not able to be victorious. We, we've beaten the odds before. And he says, what about Memphis? What about Memphis? His assassins. <gasps> no, he's not a bad boy. Which assassins were Memphis's? The one Bo liquefied. <laughs> well... They're going to be dealing with every one of the crown heads. Memphis will get his too. And to be quite frank, it sounds like he's always been kind of in the weakest position. <laughs> Very weak. Can't even control his own men. Can't even control his own appetite for delicious nachos. Um, wait. Big same. <laughs> same. Um, he says, good argument. Quadruple it. So you mean quadruple how much you're being paid or quadruple the tripling? Because I don't know if I can go that high. But yeah, quadrupling sounds fine. <laughs> I don't know how to quadruple a triple, so assume not that one. <laughs> That's too much math. De deal. And I'll, I'll, I'll go to shake hands. Um, he shakes your hand and then he breaks the frame of the painting, rolls it up and uh, like sticks it down your trousers. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. You could have asked first, but whatever. <laughs> We're all in the locker room, Reese. Don't make it weird. <laughs> Don't make it weird. Um, uh, and then I guess I'll, I'll cast the sky self on myself again to to take on the, the Mary Heller appearance again. So when we leave, it's not that suspicious. And so, yeah, he says, lead the way, Mary. <laughs> uh, we'll do so. Yeah. All right. So now you guys tell me what you do. I'm hands off on this party now. It's pumping. Nobody's any the wiser. You guys got clean away with the evidence. Uh, the... The heads all love you. Like, you guys are in total control here. I want to give Reese a heads up of the intention that the other three of us have to purchase uh, hospitality. Okay. Uh, the only thing that Reese will say back is that if our enemies are military, then we might be in for a bloody revolution. As a group of, like, four people, <laughs> we managed to deal with a military base before, so... A military base that was secretly just protecting one building and not an actual military base, but yes. 
And didn't, and didn't everyone there except one dude die? Well, we didn't die. <laughs> Frank's just pointing out that you guys have dealt with long odds before. No, I, I mean, if our opponents, if if what we're saying is like, we'll get the people on our side for our revolution. Mm-hmm. And we're choosing to like, at the cost of military going against us, then the chances of having like a bloodless revolution become a lot more difficult. I'm not saying one way or the other. I'm just throwing that point out there. If we're trying to take control through having military, I would argue that is a path to a blood-filled revolution. Then your revolution that's like, right, we have an army now. Um, I should be uh, clear, uh, because I'm not sure if this was earlier. You guys, uh, like, wiped out Fort Splendor, but it turned out that was not actually, like, a fully stocked military base. It was just protecting uh, Project Eternity. Mm -hmm. The Valentine military has forces all over the world. And because Valentine is like roughly based on the United Arab Emirates, uh, it has a standing military of, let me check Wikipedia, a hundred thousand people. Hmm. Well, what's the population of Valentine like? 37 people, if you count all the NPCs and us. Uh, Nine million. If we can get the people on our side, that's a lot of people. Some lame shit. Mm-hmm. Do you hear the people sing, sing the songs of angry duck bats? Yes. So so this arc was about hunting down the Valentine devil on the surface, but underneath it, it was about setting up for whether or not we have a revolution or a civil war and what that looks like. So that's where we are now. That's where it's, it's kind of decision points. Yeah. Not necessarily this moment. Maybe solve the Valentine devil and then the final decisions, but, you know. The, the logic I was working under was... If we took military, we could then also choose to have military stand down in a combat, like in, in a conflict. So like having the control over the military gives us the option to also not use it. So that's that's the only argument that like pushes my mind in having military. But uh, I'm I'm going to let you guys hash this one out. Both are flawed. Definitely. Yeah, let me say, as the as the GM, it's an intentionally difficult choice, both of which will have consequences. Yeah. There's no right answer, you guys win. Both of them are going to be like, oh, and there's an arc where you have to deal with making that choice. <laughs> I, the only other thing I think I'll say, and I said this earlier, is that going after hospitality is more in line with what we've been doing with this whole idea of trying to get the people on our side. If we If we have hospitality that's more likely to help get the people on side than, hey, we now own an army. Support us? Because generally when people show off that they have an army as a way to try and get people to support them, it doesn't go terribly well. My opinion has not changed. Ed is leaning towards, Ed is leaning towards neither, is the thing. Okay, let's, let's solve a mystery first, like the DuckTales. Woo. Are you guys going to rewrite history again? Whoa. I mean, the, the, the other important thing is Taking military is taking power away from Richard Sharp because we know who's going to get that. If it will, no matter if we don't get military, then Richard Sharp gets military. If we don't take hospitality, Sharp gets hospitality. If I if I can offer something, Ducktales. let's solve the mystery first. Yes, please. Because because with that information might also change the argument. Who here. would like to take the lead solving the mystery? Who knows where to start? I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll have, I'll have Reese share everything that she learned from there. Cause as a player, I'm not smart enough to figure out mysteries. I want to investigate that painting. Bloodmaw just says like, 
all right, I work for you now. And he just grabs uh, Reese and like Team Loser, like pushes you into the kitchen um, without asking, just pulls the painting out of Reese's pants and says, it just like unrolls. It's like, does this mean anything to you? Oh my God. With disadvantage, I still rolled an 18. Uh, Frank, you have advantage. Uh, 20, uh, 21 was the other roll, so 23. Um, Frank, uh, you get pushed into the kitchen and someone pushes you into a corner. Uh, you almost knock over some punch and a demon thrusts a painting in your face and you're like, oh, hey, I love her work. That's uh, Elaine Gay, the artist for Holodeck. Oh, oh, dang. So it's a giant Holodeck card? All the art on Holodeck cards is made by world-class artists. Um, and as part of compensation for working for Holodeck, you're allowed to sell prints of your art. Oh, oh, this is this is awesome. I know we got to solve a mystery, but when we're done, can I just like keep this for my home? Because, oh, I'm excited. It's not as valuable as the other paintings here, but actually Holodeck art does fetch a pretty gr- good price. Uh, these artists make a living on it. Oh no, I'm, I'm, I'm just interested in keeping it myself. I want a giant Holodeck card on my wall. I mean, it is, it is Holodeck card art. You recognize it instantly from the brush strokes. Um, or whatever. <laughs> it's a, it's a very... I'm assuming it's not of a card that I recognize. You've never seen a card with the Valentine Devil on it, no. Yeah, okay, so I'm gonna just, like, fire off a message to Algernon. Mm-hmm. Be like, hey, Algernon, you're big into, you're big into Holodeck. Any chance, like, you, you had a card commissioned for you once. Any chance you know... How to get in contact with the artist that does the holodeck art? He replies, "My room now." All ta- all caps. Frank is ready to go see Algernon. Wait, wait, okay, yeah, all right. If if there's nothing else we need to, is there anything else we want to do at this party? Eat some more nachos. No, I got I I got a gun to inspect, polish, and and load up to shoot people. Probably Algernon. No, just kidding. Maybe Algernon. Take some nachos to go. Okay, Lenora runs out with an armful of nachos. Um, you guys are going to drive over to Sharp Investments? But, uh, before we leave the party, Frank's just going to be like, we'll get back to you two about, about acquisitions. Hold off on us. Do you do the call me fingers? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I do the like, yeah, g- g- give me a call. We'll hash this out. Uh, Mary slips you her personal number, Lenora. Ooh. Yeah, I'll take that. Um, okay. I'm a wink at her. Nice. What? <laughs> um, all right. So you, you want to make a driving roll, Reese? You don't have to because you're not in any hurry, but if you want to for comedy. Uh, sure. 12. Oh, that's perfectly safe and average. Uh, she's hitting every stoplight. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she's going to a very smooth stop when time comes around, taking turns nice and easy. I like to think Blood Maw's like anxiously on the side, like turn faster, hit curbs, <laughs> yeah, disobey crosswalks. <laughs> Only the strong survive on the crosswalk. <laughs> he has the, he has his new gun out, like like inspecting it, checking it, like popping the uh, the clip out, putting the clip back in. Oh, it's your new baby. <laughs> hit Marty and the gun. <laughs> babies um do you guys want to have any conversations before you get there before the this arc climaxes is this whole thing just a custom creature that was cut co- uh commissioned by someone to summon in order to 
make attacks on the different branches of Crown, or what? Look, I'll I'll put it this way. Um, I have spent more of my life than I'm willing to acknowledge <laughs> googling forums trying to find out, like, ooh, what cards never made it out into circulation? Ooh, what's all... You know, researching Holodeck kind of obsessively is my thing. I have never heard anything about this. Which... My suspicion is that, you know, this this is not just a card that never came out or something. I think there's more to it than that. And I think if there's anyone that can help me solve this mystery, it's going to be Algernon, you know, my best friend, my, my bestie, <laughs> Algernon, you know. Yeah, I as much as I hate to admit it, he's very good at holodeck. I, I, he's got connections to custom card production. He's going to be the one that's going to know what's going on. He seems really excited. Uh, excited? I don't know. Uh, this is the first time he's ever demanded I come and visit. <laughs> is Algernon a Sundere? <laughs> <laughs> the, this, the, the fact that he's like, get over here, either means he's finally realised that I'm cool and a good friend and that he just really wants to hang out, or, or you know, there's something going on. I, I suspect it's the latter. I hope for the former. Alright, so you guys roll up to Sharp Investments. Uh, exit the Loser Mobile. Do you guys want Blood, Blood Maw with you, or do you want him to watch the car? I want him to watch the car. I want Blood Maw with us. I want him with us. Yeah, now bring him with us. He's a good boy. So you guys enter Sharp Investments. Uh, you guys see Wendy is at the, the help desk. Um, she like waves you over. Um, she says... Uh, Mr. Sharps, Mr. Sharp, the Sharps, uh, so you guys can come and go as you please. You just have to leave your weapons here. What weapons? I don't have no weapons. I never heard no weapons. Ed will take his, the third gun he has, since the other two are in mm -hmm. compartments, he'll take the, 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 the other mundane pistol he has that has already been sort of, all of its bolts and stuff has been sort of removed, and just take it out, pop the clip out of it, you know, make sure there's nothing kind of in the barrel, and then... Set the handgun down on the table. Frank's just gonna go. I'm already sorted on that. I've just got my trading cards. I'm I'm, I'm off to see Algernon. Gonna do some card games. I'm gonna leave my my electric baton, which I want to just say has been uh, coated in glitter. <laughs> yeah. By this time, I'm gonna say take very good care of this. Reese is gonna say, "What do you want us to do with these guns?" And she's gonna point to Blood Moss muscles. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Wendy, who I uh, will remind everyone is a Yeti, um, says, you guys are famous. We know that Ed has two guns and you use your cards to shoot magic, Frank. So I need two guns from Ed. I need the cards from Frank. And I need the sword from Reese. The reason the reason for this meeting is about cards. I I kind of need to take them down. And I need the MP3 from Lenora. I'll go with my sword. Ed pulls out the other mundane gun, uh, does the does the uh, uh, the sequence of getting the clip out, popping the extra ball out, sets it on the the desk. Mm -hmm. As the third gun is in in one of the leg compartments right now. So uh, Frank's going to use minor conjuration to conjure a second set of uh, trading cards to leave here. Hell yeah, good thinking. All right, so Frank, you turn over fake cards. Uh, Ed, you turn over your two non-magic guns. Uh, Reese, you give up your sword. Lenora, are you giving up your tunes? I don't wanna. 
I was expecting you to give up the MP3 and keep the baton. You've done it in reverse order. Can I keep the baton if I give up the MP3? It's too late. You've already shown her the baton. No! <laughs> My glitter stick. Can you just, like, sing the songs out loud rather than play them? <laughs> she needs her arcane focus to do warlock spells. If they require a material component, not if they don't. Correct. So Toll the Dead and Frostbite are still good. Thunderclap is still good. Okay, fine. All right. Uh, you turn over. Uh, Wendy sees you're not happy, and she says, uh, Sorry. Um, you're looking very nice today, though, Lenora. Thank you. What Did you do something different with your fur? I have cool powers, and yeah, so now I'm really shiny. Can I Can I feel? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> does Lenora like having her ear scratched? Yeah. <laughs> I found you. You forgot weakness. to you forgot to tell her that the secret was mane and tail. Yeah. Oh, it's what? Well, yeah, it's mane and tail. They gotta start paying if they want all these mentions. Like Nora looks at the cap camera and winks, and then like there's a freeze frame, and mane and tail text shows up, and then it cuts back to the action. Just like. All right, you get some ear scratches, and you guys are allowed uh, to the executive elevator. Uh, Algernon said to go to his room, so I assume you take the elevator down. Yeah. Um. Actually, so Blood Maw is not allowed down here. <laughs> he can guard our weapons with Wendy. Okay. Yeah, they're tag team partners. They can they can go over their next match. Oh yeah, they do super work together. I almost forgot. <laughs> and he can make sure that nobody takes our weapons. Yeah. So, yeah. So he he posts up there. He's like, I'll watch your stuff. So uh, next match, uh, I'm gonna punch, and you're gonna <laughs> also punch. Also punch. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren and me on the same wavelength there, yeah. Uh, so they're gonna talk about the wrestling. Just, just two very thick friends. Um, you guys go down into the basement. Uh, the doors of the elevator open up. Um, as we discussed before, just rows and rows and rows of servers. Uh, just like a corridor between the two. There's two rows of them, but they're all in glass enclosures. Um, server rooms are. Harder to explain than they look. Yes. <laughs> they look very simple, but when you try to explain them on a podcast, you suddenly find, like, how the fuck do I give this mental image? But yeah, that's where you are. Yeah. It's just a big room of metal bookshelves that kind of glow in fancy colors behind a glass wall. Stacks and stacks and stacks of them. That's 100% correct, Laura. Why aren't you doing my job? You're much better at it. <laughs> um, in the middle of this corridor, uh, not waiting in his room, is Algernon Sharp. He is standing in the middle of this corridor. Uh, waiting for you guys. He is wearing a silk shirt uh, with a dragon on it. <laughs> he has like yeah. a, uh, a fedora on. Oh, shit. Uh. He sees the door open. He sees Rackrow, actually. He takes the fedora off for a second and like slicks his snakes back <laughs> and like puts it back on. And he's like, oh, I don't think we've been introduced. I'm Algernon Sharp. You may have heard of me. No. Okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> he's a scrub. Fucking shredded. Nope. <laughs> Sorry, I don't follow the card games much. Also, you're a teenager. Yeah, he's like 19. What is Reese? 23? Uh, 23, that's correct. Yeah. So he, it's not that unbelievable. Yeah, he's like, he's like whatever, I'm into it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he's definitely macking on you a little bit. Um, and he says, um, anyway, so the painting, do you have it? Yeah. Why do you want it? Well, it's mine, first of all. We'll start there. Did somebody steal it? It's a, it's a good place for us to start. How How is it not with you if it's yours? 
I asked Mary Heller to hold on to it in secret, stored away with the most secure art in the world, which I thought was enough security. But with you guys, it never is. It just never is enough security <laughs> with you guys. But why would you want to protect a, a, an image from a card game in the most precious vault possible? Uh, Mardis will shift in and ask, uh, when did you ask for Mary to hold on to that painting? Are we really going to do this, guys? Okay, look, look. I'm, I'm just going to cut to the chase with Yalchin on. Your dad got kidnapped by the creature in this painting. We need to understand how and why that happened. Your dad was not the only one attacked by this creature. There's something going on. And whoever's behind it had some access to this picture. I want to uh, sketch because they didn't take my sketchbook. So I want to essentially cast Zone of Truth, which is a very uh, good looking doggo. That's going to be giving uh, Algernon Sharp very sad eyes. Aww. Uh, he does not attempt to resist it. He wasn't uh, intending on lying. He says, oh, I thought the text Frank sent me was blackmail. I thought you guys already knew. And this was like a showdown. No, no, no. This is this is more of a why the hell is this the thing in this painting, the thing that tried to attack your dad? I mean, Frank, when you use Firebolt, you summon Yolo the Dragon. When you use Vitriolic Sphere, you summon the Acidic Hamster. I conjured Elemental, and I just squished him into a kind of scary shape. Why? He pulls out a card and shows it to you, Frank, the one-of-a-kind card, Evil Itself. Ha! Which has the painting on it. Ah, so you're after your dad, huh? Well... I guess after you are you after a position in Crown? Is that what you're going for? No, Jesus! I well, then what's what's going on? What is going? <laughs> Go on, give us give us the facts. What's up? I well, I wanted superpowers, so I took the egg that gives you superpowers. That worked out perfectly. Nobody got hurt. And then, I mean, my dad fucking hates me, so I was gonna kidnap him and then you know save him, and then he'd like respect me and put me in his will and stuff he's wait so what where's the separat now the the egg thingy that gets powers i mean i don't think you have that much leverage it's really cool but i'm asking where is it do you still have it yes give us the egg how's 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 this for leverage we could just go upstairs and tell your dad hey you were kidnapped by your own son or we could go tell Bo you stole her egg yeah, okay, well, I guess it's hindsight. You do have a lot of leverage. Christ. Yeah. <laughs> See, like, I'm like, I'm, I'm, just looking to have a conversation. You're the one that, that goes, oh, you got no leverage. Just pointing out we do have it. Nobody would have got hurt if you guys would have just had some chill. I don't know. If a, if a demon flies through a wall and then kidnaps someone, our gut reaction is to go, hey... Should probably save those people. I don't know. Maybe that's just us, you know, being silly. It's not a demon. It's a fire elemental. And the building's insured, right? Like, literally nobody was going to get hurt. Like, not even mon- monetarily. It was fine. I guess the insurance company, but fuck them. What power did you get from that uh, egg? <laughs> I'm so glad you asked. I've been waiting to show it to people for, like, 
Oh, since I got it, and it's so hard to keep it to yourself because nobody knows. Let me just, um, he, he like uh, reaches into his holster of cards and like does a quick wrist move and like fans them out. And he says, conduit of skill. And he like flicks his wrists and all the cards shoot into the ground around him. Um, just like on their edge, like Gambit from the X-Men, right? I was going to say, is he fucking Gambit now? <laughs> He's Yu-Gi-Oh Gambit. What's up? <laughs> That's pretty good. Might as well actually say, you know, that sounds a lot less impressive that you're trying to make it. Um, Damn. Can I can I just walk past him and go to his room to find a Senorat and take it? Um, yeah, I mean, try to walk past him. He gets, <laughs> he gets in your way. He's trying to use his body to block you. Just turn into a rat run between his legs. I'm on pick him up. All right. Uh, s- strength contest. All right. I had disadvantage, but. Five. Well, three. That's the saddest strength contest I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, come on. Uh, can, can I give him, like, because uh, I've watched Lenora all the time be flirty with everyone. <laughs> so can I, like, oh, no, try to pretend to be flirty and use that to, like, get him to be like, oh, okay. Uh, so first of all, five to three strength contest. Lenora, you try to pick up, Fra- uh, you try to pick up Algernon and he budges, like, one inch and then he just kind of picks you up and now you guys are like hold each other in a weird dance <laughs> staring into each other's eyes <laughs> yes and he actually while you're staring into his eyes he says um sorry about the car thing i think it was it was subconscious you know you did put a crown of madness on me i, t- I told it not to hurt anybody but it was allowed to defend itself so you brought us into a video game to kill us i feel like you don't get to have that uh hold on to that grudge that's fair uh <laughs> reese do you want to roll for uh Pers- deception. You're faking. Deception. Uh, sure. Thirteen. Uh, thirteen's pretty good. He is. Can 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 I get advantage? Just he's already he's already sweet on me. <laughs> you mean because he's a horny teenage boy? Sure. Yes. Sixteen. Yeah. Sure. Uh, in in what sense? Role <laughs> role play this. Uh, I'm just gonna be like, oh, Algernon, you're so strong. Yes, I'm very Because he, he blocked the strength <laughs> and a five to three victory. He says, yeah, I've been working out recently. Um, <laughs> uh, what? So he's not just going to let you take the Sephiroth, but he says, like, what are you guys offering for it? If you want to de- wheel and deal, this is big. This is the big leagues. We're not going to tell Bo you stole her egg. If you tell Bo that, you realize that starts a civil war, right? Like. Bo's gonna attack my dad, and my dad's gonna attack back, and then there's blood in the streets. Well, as about this, we could tell your dad that you, uh, you orchestrated his kidnapping. You would really do that to me, Frank? I would. I don't know. Why don't, why don't we just give you the painting, and that way you have it back, and you have your proof, but we take the Sephiroth so no one else gets hurt. I mean, you just used it to give yourself some nerdy superpowers. And we don't have to tell anybody it was your doing. We can cover your ass. And if you have the painting, and you have the painting, then there's no way to tie all this back to you. The Sephiroth is just extraordinarily valuable. I I need it if I'm ever going to have a future in this company. My dad disinherited me. He hates my guts, and you guys ruined my plan to like reconcile with him. I I need it because you didn't share the plan. Ding dong. It's not about you. Not everything's about you, Lenora. Not everything's about you, Algernon. What if we went out publicly and said that your information and helping to track down a devil was essential to bringing him down? And you get to be the big hero. 
Think of all the babes. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you could even you could even just join our team. Do you want to come? Do you want to come join our side? Yeah, come work for administration. You're asking me to betray my dad and deliver financial to administration. Yes. Roll for it, bitch. He'd do it to you. What, what? What do we need to roll? Sounds like persuasion to me. This was part of the whole Ed gate. Uh, uh, Martis giving him a business card. I got fifteen with disadvantage. 15. I got a 14. Uh, four. Alright, we have two 15s. Um, Algernon says, okay, if I'm going to betray my dad, how do you expect to get away with that without him killing all of us? If we have finance under our control, we could buy hospitality and military. That's true. Both of those are on the table to us right now. And if we, and if we were to secure military first beforehand then that leverage would be taken off of your father's hands so what you guys are suggesting is a coup oh of course absolutely oh i love a good coup that card i that card i gave you algernon earlier i was inviting you into the coup okay (laughs) because i i wanted you to be part of this you know you're essential (laughs) As you say that, Lenora, there is a voice behind you that says, an essential ding-dong. <laughs> You're an essential ding-dong, sir. And you guys see Richard Sharp stroll out of the elevator. Um, He says, you ungrateful bastard. Uh-oh. Hey, hey, hey. I may be ungrateful. You may, I, I may be somewhat incompetent. No, I'm just saying like that. But I... <laughs> I had a joke, but I was not going to deliver on it. Just bailed on the joke. I love it. Bail on the joke. Uh, Richard Sharp, the Medusa man wearing what is now a very stylish scarf across his face, uh, courtesy of Lenora, uh, strolls into the server room. Uh, He he actually just strolls like through Team Loser, uh, stopping to say, you've got something on your ear, cat. God damn it, Wendy. And you pull a listening device that you were bugged with. Nobody ever gets to pet my ears ever again. Ah. Um, and Sharp pushes past you and punches his son square in the face. Uh, mm. Can I try and use my protection power to deflect that? Yeah. Wisdom saving throw for me. 15. That does not do it. All right. He's blind, so that makes sense. Um, but what's happening is... Uh, now that he knows Algernon was going to betray him and t- turn his company over to a rival, um, Richard Sharp just starts wailing on his son in front of you guys. I'm going to try and pick him up. You're going to try to physically pick up the man? Yes. All right. Strength contest? 12 with disadvantage. God damn it. Medusas, why are you so weak? He's a frail old man. Yeah. Watch him just roll. Yeah, I was going to say, watch him just wow. roll well anyway. No! 18. So you grab him. He turns, shoves you to the ground, Lenora, and then reaches up and pulls off his blindfold. I close my eyes. That's how it works, right? Yep. Can I turn into a rat and go for the room real quick? You can if you want. I, I want to try to secure the Sephiroth while we can, so that's not like a wild card factor right now. Get some superpowers, Reese. Conduit of rat itself. 
I mean, isn't she already kind of that? (laughs) Double rat, rat squared. Conduit of memes, okay? That's, we got to see what that that, that means. Everyone else, roll initiative. (laughs) Well, this was a good decision to leave this because I have like two spell slots left. (laughs) All right. um, Reese. Yes. Uh, You run into Algernon's bedroom. It's a messy kingdom of chip bags and soda cans and video game systems. And you sniff around in there. And it's going to take you some time to find the Sephiroth. But when you touch it, you're going to get a conduit power. Mm. What is Reese the conduit to? Reese becomes a conduit to art itself. You believe it's morning. I'm alive, but that's the last thing on my mind. You believe it's morning. I'm alive, but that's the last thing on my mind. Huh. Yeah, I see him in the street struggling, young, dumb, and thuggin', give a fuck about nothing. Stuck at rock bottom, trying to come up on something. Pumping from sundown to sun up, he hustling. Vision, my nigga, now get in where you're fitting. And see prison as just a high cost of living the life. And the up, cause if you blow that dice on that old. Hello, Lauren. Hello, Austin. Are you ready to record the credits for July 2018? Well, I mean, I think you mean record the credits oh. for July. <laughs> okay. I didn't and know we were going to do it the whole time. you should have called me Warren. Warren. All right. So music this month. We got new music. Uh, we have both uh, Cream by the Wu-Tang Clan, but with a re- it's a remix by Phonics, used with permission. Also, Back in the Game by Wu-Tang Clan, remixed by Phonics as well. That's Phonics. Whoa, you're so cool. P-H-O-N-I-K-S. He has a new album out as well, so definitely support that good stuff uh it's like a jazz uh influenced hip-hop uh, his uh, original stuff very cool also sweet for violin and piano an arrangement uh of the metroid soundtrack uh, the metroid soundtrack uh from overclocked remix it took me a minute to realize that you were saying like sweet like a like fancy classical music piece and not like sweet like heckin sweet <laughs> yeah it's sweet violin and piano it's raw i was like hell yeah how sweet is this violin and piano <laughs> yeah next next month is gonna be groovy violin and piano yes i'll take it all right so executive producers july 2018 all right do you want to start i'll start uh joseph tombrello Extellaris. random web person aka foreign mom aka kirsten i can't believe you've done this is it Kirsten or Kirstein? Kirstein. She, I think she changed it specifically so you'd stop tripping over it. I, I, you know, pointed out right now, uh, for everyone whose name I pronounce a different way wrongly every month. I'm sorry. Uh, I talk to people for a living, and I know I hear a thousand pronunciations. I try. I promise. Uh, Jayed. J- it's J H Y E H D. So Jayed. Jayed. I think it's that. Uh, Jesse Young. Devin Smith. Savarden Akrasimova. Arna Helgadotter. Brent, Jade likes the booty. Goatly. <laughs> the Cult of Gorfanax. Paul Mullen. Toshira Kuru. Possum Kingdom Refugee. Oh my god, I want to go to the Possum Kingdom. It sounds very, very scream. Yeah, same. Um, Dr. Goatman. Andrew Grothen. Levi the Young. Kevin Dobbins. Robert Dakin. Anthony Sever. Morgan Rapp. Kiefer Lowe. Ikorin. 
I just want to go back a second to Kiefer Lowe because my stoner ass went, yeah, Kief. Jesus Christ, Lord. <laughs> Listen, I've had a long day. I've had a long life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're, uh, we're at Lassie Cruz, right? I think so, yes. Uh, Samantha Rain. Dr. Tao. Sean Lyons Burke. Turbo Yeet into the Crocs of God. <laughs> I've been waiting for this one all month. Uh, this... I don't know what Yeet means. Oh, okay. It's like a it's the thing the kids say. It's a viral thing. What is it like? What does it mean? Is it like Yas or and the video I saw was this girl who who like um someone handed her an empty bottle and she's like this shit empty Yeet! and she threw it into the crowd. Oh, so it's kind of like a exclamation of it's when it's when the teens get fired up. They say yeet. Okay. Anyway, Matthias Lakitz. Jane Magnet. Harley Astor. Garrett. Ryan Brown. Primordial Orc. Andrew Falu. Conduit of me- Mediocrity Itself. Same. <laughs> nice. Uh, Puck. Iannis Soy My Name Nicolopolis. Soy. Sorry, I just love the word soy now because, you know. Uh-huh. Soy boys. Oh, Yeah. It's supposed to be an insult, but it just sounds like really cute. <laughs> okay. Anyways, Violet Skittles Unicorn, uh, parentheses, poke a pokey it's, it's the season two. Violet Skittles Unicorn, Electro Diglett, Nidoran, Mankey, Venusaur, Rattata, Pharaoh, Pidgey. Oh, well, I don't know shit about shit, apparently. <laughs> Joaquin Groaning. Uh, Jerry Flowers. Hey, Jerry. Jess Ball Sing. John Barnett. Q Cumber. Uh, one of our, I think, uh, most unrecognized, but still one of the best names. <laughs> I think it's good because it's like a first name and a last name. It is Cucumber. Whatever. 10 out of 10. F- fuck my drag, right? <laughs> Hustle Bones. Killer Cotton Shizno. Nicholas Dominic. Isaac Aravalo. Yam. Anna Michael. Andrew Birmingham. Douglas Williamson. The Most Wise Guru. Z 23619. You said that weird. Sorry. I'd say 23619. Or 23619. <laughs> no, it'd be, 20, it'd be 23,619. I'm moving on. <laughs> Quench the void. Adorkable smile. Uh, Vizzy Huggles. Jay Logan, conduit of queerness itself. Uh, Kind of same. I try. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cast of Dungeons the Gathering. Madison Lilith McKenzie. Notorious Stoltz or Stoltzy? It's <laughs> every every month. Stoltz. Victoria Stoltz. Victoria Melito. Scotty Vilhard. Aline. Majin. Criterion. Einar Johansson. Carter Rayner. Major Tam. Matthew B. Hare. Jorgen Conduit of Name Butchering Winewick Ford. Joy Fox. Razumi Yazura. Albert West. Ken Furstall. Eleanor Nonantesis Periton. Scott Cummings. Why'd you say it like that? You know why I said it like that. Starlight Glimmer did nothing wrong. Jewman Jack. Melly Tish. Arjun DeKoenig. Grimlock. John Potts. Noah Sudret. Zephasaurus. Elderly Goose. Salad Child. Seraph Stone. Castor UK. Aki Savalainen. The Paladin's Wife. Florian H. Happy birthday, Amanda from Spike. <laughs> they <laughs> gave us a message. Cool. Junk 2.0. The Hadsels. Dominic Bowden. Melissa Nielsen. Don. Reynard, the conduit of being stoned, extreme same. <gasps> First of all, so I love you, Reynard. There's a couple of different like flavors. There's the person with the giving themselves different conduits, the people giving messages, and then the people trying to get you to say same. 
maybe you should make messages a thing on the Patreon. Uh, who knows? Uh, Pruitt Holcomb. Artemis BJJ, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in Bristol. Francois V. Shanus. Dennis Pancake Detlefson. Miko from Finland. Dennis Bangston. Josh Mosier. Andigo Van Dane. I feel like it should be Andigo Van Dane, unless they've corrected you, because that sounds, like, cooler. I'm just dunking on you, because... <laughs> Five purple wands. That's the right amount. Sydney Marzing. Just the Jester. Brady Warner. Kitty Foe. James Neely. Marissa Donaldson. M. Joe. Lana Seawolf. Lana Seawolf. Lana? Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry, y'all. I try to remember from month to month, but I'm bad. Toby Gleason Stack. Matthew Weber. Melissa Booker. Cameron Abbas. Dylan. Anna Stuhlfarer. Sean, the host of Funk Dunk Plays. Harrison Andrew. Christopher Charlau, Jorrit, Viger Arnston, Cody Jackson, and August Rue. Wow. I freed you from the name prison. <laughs> yeah, I just want to point out for fun flair, uh, whenever I end up reading Just the Jester, I always shrug like the, the shrug emoji. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's Just the Jester. Thank you. We have to thank things. We do. So sketch.bandcamp.com. Sketch.bandcamp. <laughs> no, this is no no cops. No band cops. No cops of any kind. This is a cop-free no zone. What about cop dogs? Dog cops. Oh, it's hard. I'm so conflicted. I'm torn. I know, because they're cute and they think they're being good boys, but do they know? Mm-hmm. They don't. So sketch.bandcamp.sketch.com. Sketch.bandcamp. Also, patreon.com slash weekly manga recap. That's Chris Larios. Yeah, who is also Rolo T, I believe, on Twitter. You know who else is on Twitter? Laura. She's real popular there, <laughs> as she should be, because she's great. Yeah, Laura K. Buzz, I believe. Yes, uh, there and I think everywhere else, right? Pretty much. Also, kotaku.co.uk. Make sure you get the UK in there. It's the different one. They're separate. Um, we can support you by... Me? Uh, yeah, you. Oh. Uh, Austin is currently taking a break from school over the summer so please uh subscribe not subscribe is it subscribe <laughs> patreon.com slash austin yorsky yeah help him eat I, first of all thank you second of all it's 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 all good we're all good we're just doing our best yeah uh i'm not really interesting but if you want to follow my ramblings on twitter i post a lot of cats uh i'm margalicious nice um so yeah the show's on itunes podbean we said patreon youtube all those places you can like and comment subscribe right yeah interact with them we got to get our socials right you got to get the algorithm to surface our engagement we have a discord server if people want to talk about shit oh yeah it's very hidden though only the cool kids can know how to find it and I'm sure that nobody else, except for me, searches their name to see what people say about their character every week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, oh, we have to thank the animals. Do we have to? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Miss Butterscotch will be extremely furious if we don't. Oh, she's she's so angry all the time. Uh, she's a hedgehog. She lives in my house, and she hates me. <laughs> she hates most things. Yeah, shout out to Anna and Zelda. Anna almost started a fire today in my house. Actually, she did start a fire. What? That's awesome. I have a thing about making sure nothing is on the stove. Mm-hmm. And I did. I wasn't home to make sure there was nothing on the stove. So the person who lives in my house left something on the stove because uh, that's what he does. <laughs> and the cats have big bunny feet that they kick around like fucking losers because they don't know how to be cats. 
and apparently she turned on the stove and something plastic melted and started a fire. I'm 100% certain that your eventual cause of death will be cat, one way or another. Yeah, probably. Um, We should probably also thank the other cats on the show. Smudge! Smudge, who uh, also loves bread. Smudge! Smudge. It's a very good name for a cat. Smudge. And uh, Chris has a dog. Scotia. Scotia. Who I think is good. I've heard her bork a couple times. It was pretty good. They're cheeky borks. Yeah. So, uh, anything else we should include in the fun credits? Should I tell them about how I tase myself? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the whole story. Um, yeah, I accidentally tased myself with my own taser. So, don't do that, folks. Peak Lenora. Uh, it did not feel good. <laughs> <laughs>